Stewart, you don't know anything about cocaine. All right. On today's episode of the Loose Change podcast, the boys talk about the wild card races and the center of the NHL universe, your Toronto Maple Leafs. I would be here, but he's firing a single mother of three. everybody and welcome back to the hockey edition of the loose change podcast we got Stuart, we have brayden we have tyler here ready to go um boys it is playoff season playoffs right around the corner the leafs have officially clinched their first round opponent in tampa bay so that's exciting um Stuart, your penguins are in a whole world of hurt going for the playoffs and vancouver Brayden's favorite team have kind of meandered off into the world of nothingness right now. So Brayden, despite their playoff push, they're officially eliminated as of yesterday from the uh, playoffs. I was just about to ask you that, Brayden. I was like, the Vancouver Canucks are going to win out now, right? To just <laughs> to make their chances worse of getting Bernard. Despite their recent run of 14, 5, and 3 or whatever it is. Aren't they one of like the f- they're one of like the four best teams out of like the trade deadline or something, yes. right? Yes. But this is the playoff preview edition of the Loose Change Podcast. This is not the Canucks edition of the Loose Change no. Podcast. That Give you a small tease and we'll move on. Over. They're trading their first round pick this year. Get ready for that at the draft. Ooh, that's a little tea for the future. Insider Braden, Braden usually knows what he's talking about there. But let's get into the center of the universe first before wildcard races. Let's talk about my Toronto Maple Leafs. Did you guys see that fucking bunting bullshit on Monday night? Yeah, he shouldn't have been talking Sunday to night. the refs like that. For those that didn't see it, he got a game misconduct. He also got a minor penalty, just like Bunting always does. Offsetting minors for almost nothing. Basically, what he did for his game misconduct, if you guys saw it, he kicked a stick around that was on the ice. Has anyone else seen Brad Marchand do that 25 to 50 times in his career? And nothing yes. happens out of it. Well, Tyler, Brayden, do you remember earlier in the year when he literally hacked Cam Atkinson's stick out of his hand before the game started and nothing happens? I remember even earlier in the year, in the offseason, in fact, when Brad Marshall played poker with all the refs and then gave them <laughs> signed sticks of uh, his for their kids. You're getting to you're getting ahead of me because I want to get there. But yeah, Bunting's doing all the stuff that Marshan's getting away with and he's not getting away with it because the refs have labeled him a whiner. Right at this point, right, Brayden? Bunting's a whiner, and Marchand's our friend. I'm just I don't know if it's using Marchand as a reference right now because yeah. Bunting and Marchand are very similar shit to Cerberus. To me, there's like, I mean, the stats don't lie. Like, he has the worst penalty differential in the NHL since Friedman and the rest of them brought up on the Sportsnet panel that he had the best penalty differential. All right, that's not a coincidence. The refs saw that. They went, oh, this guy's making us look like idiots. He's not. Uh, we got to crack that. And now he can't buy a call. I think it's one part that, and I think the other part is, I mean, what's Bunting's career trajectory to the NHL? Um, right, I mean, undrafted. he was not supposed to be in the top well, yeah. six of the Leafs, right? That wasn't in his game plan. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is he's an undrafted guy who fights and claws his way up from, you know, the OHL to the AHL and then gets a shot in the NHL. Every single, not every single ref, but 99% of those refs in the NHL are guys that went undrafted, clawed their way to the A. And couldn't make the jump. You think that's there's a, a bigger little bit of a, problem? Eh? You think there's the a little refs? bit of a jealousy factor going on there? So I agree with this. I think 
there's a reason that these refs respect the Marshans and the those of the world, right? And don't respect the Buntings. Your point exactly, Brayden. Bunting was playing against those guys seven years ago in junior, and those guys didn't make the league and are jealous. There's that one time a few weeks ago, there's a play, a referee that was a former Carolina Hurricane prospect. He was refereeing the Hurricanes NHL game and called a vast amount of penalties against the Hurricanes. Uh, how is that possibly? Wonder why. You know what I mean? It's just wild that this is where we are with refs. And as a Leafs fan, I've seen it enough over the years with Kadri in the past and with Wayne Simmons on the team that here's where I'm at with Bunting. He's taking a lot of penalties. He's also drawing a lot of penalties. He got pushed by a ref a few months ago. And ever since then, it's been ridiculous. What do you do to fix it? Like whining and complaining about it the way I want to do because the refs are fucking bullshit, unethical, don't have integrity, all that I can go off about the refs. We know that about NHL refs. This is a hockey podcast. We've been talking about it a lot. What do we do, Stuart, to actually fix the problem if you're bunting the Leafs? I say fucking go sign some damn sticks already. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but like, I don't really think like... It kind of feels like Bunting just has a huge grudge against them by the refs, like you guys have been saying. Uh, can you fix it this season? Like, is that a thing that can even be fixed right now? Maybe even in the next seasons? Like, is he just, like, marked forever now by NHL refs? Like, fuck this By this guy? generation. I-, I think he is, right? Like, yeah. um, dude, fucking think about it this way. My beer league. Fucking 93. <laughs> 93 this on the guy. Brooklyn units. Inch. Fuck that guy. I can't You're stand playing against that guy. Well, my point being is, I know the guy's number, his last name. I play against him once a week. I think I've only played him against him four times in my life, and I hate this guy with fucking passion. So when we're talking about how these guys have pre-existing relationships from the NHL, and there's the jealousy factor, and they're seeing each other like pretty constantly, I don't see it being fixed. I think the way you go at it is with the way the Leafs are, which is Dubas going to the league with a shit ton of evidence. right? Dubas's job should be show up at league office with all these videos and just play them and just play them. What's that? Explain this one. Why does that make sense? Why does that make sense? Why Honestly, that- it's just obviously just praying on the Leafs yeah. side that somehow change comes through. Well, I think honest. those are two different scenarios. You can either do what Braden suggested and keep on sending this. And I think that's what the Leafs have done. And that's I think it's teams worked do. against them, though. Like, I feel as though with the Leafs scenario, they've been like, oh, the Leafs are complaining. We'll really stick it to yeah. them, like really show you. And I feel as though you might just have to stop, sit on your hands and pray that it just stops. Because no matter what Dubis, Keith, Bunting, anything goes, these refs keep on fucking the Leafs. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, part of it is that part of it to me, you still have to like that's the only way you can is to go to Gary directly and go Gary like what the fuck is this? Do you think Dubis um, should be calling up every single game just being like, I, can this guy should he should be like, break? explain the call, explain this call, explain this call. That's what Jeremy Jacobs and the Boston Bruins did in the 2010 Stanley Cup finals against the Vancouver Canucks. And oh, what do you know? They won the fucking series because of it. The NHL will change. Do, do I think you're right that it's the Leafs though? And they are not going to want to do that because it's the Leafs and it's the Leafs. Yeah, it's the Leafs. Right? Like, you're kind of fucked. Was you know it? why? That's the, the episode. That's why you're fucked. Name. It's the Leafs. Yeah. But you know, you know what call was worse to me? Was the Shen interference call uh, on hitting Stutzla in the corner? Oh, my God, man. That was ridiculous. That was a terrible call. 
And I know there's bad calls against every team, but I'm this is a Leafs-centric league, and I'm just looking at, with my Leafs fan mind, and I see Bunting taking the brunt of this bullshit. And frankly, I'm over it. And I, moving forward, I'd really like, I'd really like the refs to just call the game with integrity. But one thing that Bunting does do right is actually get under the skin of other people and draw penalties. He's top three in the league in drawing penalties. Why can't the Leafs, and this is what the Leafs will need to do going into the playoffs, why can't their best players, the same way Boston's and Tampa's best players, after the whistle, punch people in the face with their gloves on? Because you don't get penalties for it. Stuart, how many times have you seen this Crosby one of the best players in the league after the whistle goes, he's punching people in the face with his glove. Yeah, he gets handsy. I mean, Gino gets insanely handsy if he gets fired up, but I mean, he Kucherov, also took Stamkos does that. Yeah. Bergeron, Marchand does that. I need Mitch, Ozzy, Johnny to start doing this too. That's you would like to see a little bit of fire though. Like but I'm not Braden, saying, Braden, I kind of agree with you. hockey though, but Dude, you need a little hockey. bit. I hate hearing that though. Like, Fucking, oh, why is Austin Matthews not out there punching? Dude, why is Gretz not? Why didn't Gretzky do that shit? I think in the modern era, the best players do both. But that's not your game. Don't do it. Stamkos. Okay, your game's not winning playoff games. Your game isn't playoff hockey. You gotta punch guys after the whistles to do it. And here's the thing. It's the Leafs. It's a two-sided sword. We're complaining about that. Look at bunting. If you have more guys doing that type of shit on Leafs, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? It's going to get called more. No, that's kind of my point is like Bunting and Simmons are my only guys doing it. And they're the guys that the refs have prejudice towards. So I would like to see more people get towards that line the same way the best teams over the past few years in the playoffs have seemed to do that. Every single time the whistle ends with Kucherov on the ice, there's some dirty shit going on and no penalties called. So the fact that you get to do that 60 times a game was awesome and you should be doing that. But my point is that if... Matthews or Marner started doing it, it would get called. Kucherov, it's not. It would get called if it was those other guys. You think it's just like the, it's Leafs the Leafs? Just, yeah. That's a fair <laughs> argument, Brayden. Comes full circle. It's the Leafs. But sticking with this Leafs topic, I do want to get into why Tavares is shitting the bed so much. It seems like all they've been doing is trying to fix him. They've even been taking away from the top line and Matthews, taking away Mitch, taking away Bunting, doing whatever they can to get Tavares going. Meanwhile, this $11 million center in his last 16 games, and I love Johnny T. He has 20 shots in 16 games, one goal and five assists. You want to be hot going into the playoffs and without your captain and an $11 million on your cap at doing near anything. I'm really worried, Stuart. I don't know how the Leafs win around without Tavares doing way better than that. Yeah. I mean, you've kind of hit the nail on the head there, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to choose to be optimistic and believe it's just, you know, a shitty slump and he'll find his game by playoffs. Like, Tavares is already so stoic. Like, I don't think it's going to really let it, like, it phase him. So I'm just going to hope that he can figure it out for the first round. But, uh, like, going into the first round, like, what what are your lines then if Tavares stays this cold? Do you bother trying to give him the resources then or just let Matthews have them and see if you can just dominate with one line? 
he's usually paired with Willie and Willie in his last 10 games, he's only got two goals. Like he's not exactly hot. Meanwhile, he's getting chances. When you watch the eye test, Willie's still flying out there, but the results frankly aren't there. And you, he's $11 million. You have to get him to go, Stu. You can't afford to not have your second line play well against Tampa Bay. So Ryan O'Reilly, when he gets back in the lineup, I'd assume you probably slide him in that second line. And now you can't have this three-headed monster all of a sudden, Braden. I don't know. What do you do with Tavares? How do you fix him? Do you I'm, use Ro- Ryan O'Reilly to fix him? I'm not concerned. Like, that, I, I know it's like goes against. No, like. I like you said, he's an $11 million guy. Yeah, he's not producing. It's also, or how deep into the season, he's probably dealing with some injuries. He's, what, 30-something? Yeah, do you think those injuries have added up, maybe? Like, do I you, think, you're I think really not worried, a guy eh? with a lot Maybe of he's saving himself? Yeah, I think it's a guy with a lot of experience who's in game 71 and going, fuck it. Yeah, he also does he not. No, why, why, do, why should he care? He doesn't give a shit right now. We've been saying all year that the, like, the regular season for the Leafs doesn't matter. And like nothing matters this year until the playoffs. That is absolutely seeping into this point to those players. Who gives a fuck? I'm making yeah. the playoff roster. I don't need to worry about it. I've got my spot. You can tell Smarter's like five points off of a hundred point season, which would be his first in his career. Yeah. And he's got he's shit like load that managing. And that's like what it speaks to what the Leafs are about. They don't really give a fuck about the regular season right now, to your point, Brayden. And I hope it's just that. But at the same time, you want to be hot as a player. You want to be hot as a team going in the playoffs. That's yeah, true. like you look at the Bruins, right? Like they don't take their foot off the pedal. The other night, like I think they scored with like 0.05 seconds left or something like that to, to break the shutout on uh, Carolina. And that's like, my even point. That's what lose. you want, right? As a Leafs fan, you want that going yeah, into playoffs. You do, but at the same time, you don't want to break your body doing it, right? And if Tavares has to manage his body a little bit more and ease off, then okay. Like, cool. Like, he's off. Like, I, I'm not concerned about it at all. I'd rather him be taking games off and not doing anything, but he's playing and looking like shit. So I'm going to panic as a Leafs fan. That's worrisome. And, and again, though, that's when I look at, okay, what's the sample size? And it's like, oh, yeah, this is John Tavares. Like, this is a Hall of Fame player. You know what I mean? Like, that's a I've, got, I've got faith that he'll. A debatable Hall of Fame player. For like, sure, I've though. Got faith that no doubt. He'll he figure is. it out. You know what I mean? Like, he'll figure it out. Like, I'm not worried about him. He's going to figure it out. He'll get it going. Um, But, you know, it also means we can't. I don't know. Are we going to overreact if Tavares goes pointless and only has two shots in his first playoff game? I, it's the Leafs. Yeah. Do they win that game? <laughs> yes. I don't if know. Lose, I think they'd be we Tampa. will overreact. Right, I think Tampa's done. I think they're tired. I think that they're out. Um, everyone's going, oh, it's good. You've got the, uh, you know, the uh, the ride stops eventually for everybody. I think this is the year Tampa's done. How about the defense pairings with the Leafs then? Because if Tampa's done, that's a part of it. It's the Leafs' defense that's going to have to step up. We've Are been seeing a lot. Well, here's how it's been. <laughs> a lot of what we've seen lately is Brody Hall, and. That's all right, but do you really want to be rolling 11 and 7 in the playoffs? That's just something I worry about because they've been going throughout the regular season since the trade deadline 11 and 7 most every single game. You don't do that in practice and practice that unless you have a plan of doing that in the playoffs, I don't think. And that's where I I start to worry. What are the pairings? Were they doing that before Ryan O'Reilly got hurt? 
like were they going 11 and 7 like they, i know i'm not saying occasion, it's just did. ryan yes. o'reilly getting hurt is what's causing that but I, you can't like, for example you... the first two games after the trade deadline they had ryan o'reilly in the lineup and seven defensemen i'm happy they're doing that they should be doing that now and in the playoffs you hope that continues no i didn't say that mm. you should be this is the time fuck around try shit out fuck around and find out as the saying goes i think it was aristotle because like who gets like you're in was that aristotle that said fuck around and find out i I think so or cleopatra one of the two um but like you know the lines you're you know who you're playing it's set like you're playing tampa the regular season doesn't matter do you remember when babcock tried nylander at center for the first time in years in game seven yeah why would you do that don't do that that's not time to fuck around and try shit out right now if you want like fuck it play 7d play nylander at center this is the time to fuck around and just try shit out and see what sticks. Throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Also, it'll be nice too because, like, when you go into the playoffs, like you're gonna play six defensemen, but it's the playoffs. Someone's gonna get some super weird yeah. injury probably on your defense, and then at least that seventh guy that was playing will be more accustomed to game speed, opposed to just like dicking around in practice and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like an extent. This, you know, what the best way I think to look at it is: Do we know that the Leafs have too much defense? Not maybe too many defensemen, but a fucking deep roster D man right now. Yeah. It, this is kind of just like an extended training camp for them right now, right? Who makes who makes the playoff roster? Who gets cut? That's what this is. It's training camp. Yeah, for sure. You can definitely see the lines have been in the blender recently. Right. And what do you go? What are your top six? What do your three pairings look like? Your ideal game one against Tampa, what do you want it to be? So what the Leafs have been trying is Riley Shen a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I love that because over the last... 50 minutes of gameplay they've done together is like a 45 expected goals. You want it to be above 50 for sure. I'm probably putting McCabe Brody together if you can. If not, it's McCabe and Geo. If McCabe Geo's a line and you go Brody Riley and then you have Hall Shen or something or maybe Lilligren Shen. The thing is, Hall is drawing up, and I don't know if I want him in my lineup, so it's hard to say when you ask me. It's what's yours. What You don't know? Like, to me, Echo, I don't give a shit about the unexpected goals. I saw Luke Shem with Quinn Hughes. I want Luke Shem with Morgan Riley. That's my top pair. Done. Two, Brody Hall. Done. Gio Lilligren. Done. There's no, my McCabe. lines. You need McCabe. Or, sorry, uh, who did I say second pair? Brody? Lilligren is probably second pair. I think you meant Brody McCabe. I think you yeah, said Brody. Hall. Oh, okay, no. no. Brody McCabe, and then, yeah, to me, Lilligren needs to be in. Lilligren needs to be in that playoff lineup. He's been playing very bad lately, Braden. I don't think you've watched the Leafs over the last eight games if you think Lilligren needs to be in the playoff I'll lineup. take the uh, 60 games before this over the most recent eight. I think that's where we oppose each other for sure. I think recently, before you go in the playoffs, matters a lot. Being hot matters. Being hot as a team and hot as a player matters. And Lilligren's not been. But we'll see. I and think that depends, though, on how much better is Lilligren than Hull. That's like, the thing. I don't know. think even as bad as Lilligren's been, I know he hasn't been great. I still not, take him over Justin Hall. He's not as good as Hall. But I'm sorry, but I'm games. but I'm I'm meaning like at their best, like Lilligren's better than Hall. Like how much oh, better? Like I'd rather miles. bet on. Yeah, I'd rather bet on Lilligren at their best for the playoffs. At their best, like what who's had the best game this season? Probably Lilligren. Who's yeah. had more better? Who's had more good games? Justin Hall. And that's coming from games. a Justin Hall hater. Lilligren. You think? Yes. Like, you guys 
trust me on this. Lilligren has looked like dog shit lately. And I love Lilligren. And I hate Justin Hall. I wish I could be agreeing with you guys. But I'm worried about Lilligren going into the playoffs. That's fine, though. You want a veteran squad. So I'll agree with you. Riley Shen. We got a combination of McCabe, Brody, Geo, and uh, Hall in the bottom four. With Lilligren likely sitting out or taking the place of one of those guys. No one has a healthy defense for even an entire round anyways. So No. The bigger issue, though, like I've been saying all year, it's a second left-wing spot. They're going to regret not adding Connor Garland to that, or Brock Fesser, or any fucking winger. And to your point, Brayden, did you see that uh, game without Marner? That showed lack of depth. Lafferty was drowning out there. Achari is still not there. Ryan O'Reilly is not there. They're missing depth. Like, Matt Nyes is going to be most likely a fourth-line player. Sorry. Like... We're getting towards 15 minutes left before we have to end the podcast. And we've been talking a bunch of Leafs. So let's wrap that up. It's Tampa, Toronto soon. We'll get into our bets and predictions for that playoff round probably next week, if not the week after that. But the wildcard races in the East are something that's getting pretty entertaining. Buffalo's making it. Braden, if Buffalo wins out, they win out. They make the playoffs. They hold their own destiny. Isn't that insane to you? I think the most insane thing about the Buffalo Sabres is that they finally get Devin Levi up. He meditates like Qui-Gon Jinn before he fights Darth Maul in between uh, intermissions and between whistles. He just kneels and he thinks. Now, ignore the fact that Qui-Gon got murdered by Maul uh, right after doing that. That's rock star as shit. I love Devin Levi. I love the Buffalo Sabres. They're making it. I hope they're such a fun team. What you're talking about, because, yeah. He's doing Jedi shit in between breaks. It's really yeah. Cool. Basically, I think to sum it up, it's like he said his dad got him to watch like all the Star Wars movies, and his dad really likes them. And he just thought the scene where Qui Gon meditated mid fight with Darth Maul was sick, so he just does that in TV timeouts. It's Rockstar. It's Rockstar. I'm buying a Devin Levi jersey now. Levi, That's so great cool. goalie. Like no, he's really good. I like they don't. I know we were on the oh Demko to the Sabers. No, they don't need Demko. They have Devin Levi. Like I put Levi in that same category. That's how good he can be. He's um, Team Canada's future savior. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, that's where Devin Levi burst onto the scene was the random World Juniors appearance he got where he made 40-something saves. Like, he's looks smart, composed at every level of hockey. He's doing it in the NHL. Um, Allow me no, to do some I, hosting here real quick, Braden, to yeah. set it up before we get back to the Sabres, because I want to continue on. They have 75 games played, so they have seven games remaining, 81 points. Ahead of them, Florida Panthers outside looking in. 85 points, 77 games played. Penguins, same 77 games played, 86. Islanders, 78 games played with 87. So it's a tight race. And Buffalo with the games in hand, if they win out, they can make it. Riding Levi to the end. Are they not the most fun team in the league right now? And as a Canucks fan, you're probably cheering on the Sabres rest of the season, right? Yeah. No, I told you I was making the jump from a Canucks fandom to a Sabres fandom as my Atlantic division team. Yep. Um, Sabres are fun. They're got good vibes. They got good players. They got some of my favorites: Alex Tuck, um, Jeff the Dog Skinner, no Dylan Cousins, the uh, work the workhorse from Whitehorse. What a rock star nickname that is! Who's that? The workhorse from Whitehorse. Dylan Cousins. He's from Whitehorse. Yeah, That's... he's from Yukon. Like, how many people are from Whitehorse? Like six. There's got to be less than twenty-five people in Whitehorse. It's gonna say at least twelve. 
Maybe. That might be pushing it. But Stuart, you're the Penguins fan and it's the wildcard talk. So it's time for me to hear your agony as a Penguins fan. What's the deal with them? Do you think they hold on to that eighth wildcard spot? Keep Florida and Buffalo out of a playoff spot. I I, I don't know. I am I think I'm a little bit pessimistic and maybe I'm even trying to convince myself that they're going to miss it so that when they miss it, I'm not as sad. <laughs> um, but their it's final five move, games, by the way, pro their move. final five games, they're playing New Jersey, Detroit, Minnesota, Columbus, and some other shitty team. Maybe the senators, maybe not super shitty, but non-playoff teams, non-playoff three of their five teams. games against non-playoff teams. They have to win those for sure to get in. There's other teams are way too close. Um, I want to say they're going to make it because if they don't, like that's just terrible. But I'm hoping if they miss it, Ron Hextall gets fired. So, you know, <laughs> you're kind Maybe of like a silver lining at one of those situations where my good friend Kyle, who's a Baltimore Ravens fan, he's at that point Gross. last season where it's like the Ravens can either win this game in the playoffs or lose and get a coach fired, which happened. So he, it was like a win win for him. So it's, we're kind of at a similar situation. It's either we'll see a new direction with the team or they win and make playoffs. They uh, could really use JT Miller. I'm curious if you guys think the Penguins are actually going to make it. Like my ideal scenario is Pittsburgh makes it, obviously. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of hard to talk into. Like they control their own destiny, though, for sure. How many wild card spots well, are open? One or two? Two. Islanders can pretty easily get knocked out. They have the most games played of all the teams. Like if Florida wins, they have the same amount of points as the Islanders. The thing is, Braden, the Islanders only have four games left to play. Penguins, Panthers have five. The Sabres have seven. I think I saw the, the aren't the stats showing though that like it's still a seventy five percent chance that the Islanders make it. Yeah, the Islanders, Islanders have lost two straight though. Islanders have like a seventy five percent chance. I think Florida had like a sixty three, and Pittsburgh had like a sixty one. Barzil skating, so you know that if they lose one game, he's getting in. They're just going to put him back in. They play Tampa on Thursday. If they lose that game, they have Philly, Washington, Montreal. So those are all three non-playoff teams after. You're probably going to need yeah. to get at least six of the next eight points, I assume, if you're the Islanders. Because there's no way Florida and Buffalo aren't going above 500 rest of the way. You cannot bank on these guys going 500. They're going to win more than they're not because they're playing like playoff games right now. I'm taking Islanders Sabres. I like the Islanders goaltending and Paul Horvat too much. You got to also look at regulation wins, Stuart, because that's an important tiebreaker, whereas the Penguins have four less regulation wins than both the Islanders and Panthers, so they may not tie with them. The Penguins don't deserve to make the playoffs, to be completely honest. In their last 44 games, they've been a garbage team. I saw some stat yesterday on Twitter where, like, they're pretty much, they're pretty, like, like mid 20s and a bunch of, like, stats and, like, regulation wins in their last 44 games and stuff like that. Like, they don't deserve to. Um, but I feel like if they did, they'd somehow at least put up a fight against Boston just because they somehow dragged their way to get there. They'd still lose, though. I'm not betting any team to beat the Bruins, but the only team that is in a playoff spot with more goals allowed than the Pittsburgh Penguins is the Oilers. And that's because the Oilers also have 300 goals for. So it doesn't matter. It just goes to show that the Penguins don't really deserve it. But I'm, I have bias because I cheer for Crosby and the Penguins, and I don't really like Florida or the Islanders. Those are two teams I 
specifically cheer against. So oh, yeah. I'm going to say Buffalo sneaks past the Islanders. Florida's going to choke and the Penguins will figure it out. Pittsburgh, Buffalo. But so far, Brandon and I both have Buffalo making it. That would be ideal if it was Pittsburgh and Buffalo. That'd be what I want the most. But <laughs> I'm going to go Islanders and Panthers. I'm yeah. Be boring. The Panthers and... is probably the correct answer, but it's I not the final answer. They're soft. They got shitty goaltending. Fuck you, Bobrovsky. You fucked my fantasy. Um, I'm not taking the Panthers. Oh, well, let's look at the West then. How the fuck are the Preds still in this stew? They lost Duchesne. Are they actually still in They lost Johansson. They lost Yossi. Who else did they lose? Forsberg? Yeah, Forsberg. They traded Granlund. You know, they traded... Who else did they trade? That might have been a positive, honestly. Yeah, at home, they lost why you at home. Like, that. like their best defenseman. Uh, dude, that Grand team <laughs> is somehow still in it. They have seven games remaining, 84 points. Jets have 77. They have five games remaining. The Jets, the Flames have five games remaining. They have 89 and 87 points, respectively. Kraken lead the wild card with 90 points. They still have seven, point, seven games remaining. So barring a dramatic shift, Seattle will make the seventh wild card spot, and the last spot will come down to the Jets, Flames, or Preds. Preds are still meandering in it. If they win out, they have a really good chance. But it's likely going to be between the Jets and the Flames. The Jets have the tiebreaker, so they kind of need to choke to not make it. I hate the Jets, and I hope they choke. Do you guys see that happening? Quickly nah. on Granlin, though, because you brought him up for the because they Predators lost him. Uh, he's been terrible. And I'm really excited that Pittsburgh next season gets to play Granlin and Carter a combined like $8.25 million. Yeah, it's been bad. Yeah, I've been watching Penguins games. Don't you like his passes to nowhere? Oh, He's great. a future I love when he also. Though. I love when he also just doesn't shoot at the open net when he Dude, has the most wide open shots. Don't don't even bring up Granlin on the Canucks. I wish Kai was here for this because his younger brother, uh, Marcus Granlin, used to be on the Canucks and he scored 20 goals playing with the Sedins in 2016. And everybody was like, oh, Benning got a nasty guy. Like, this is the next left winger for the Sedins, or right winger for the Sedins. We thought he was going to be center. And he did nothing, actually. He was shit. Because Granlins are garbage hockey players. Fuck you, Marcus Granlin. But, anyways, do you, do you <laughs> think the Jets choke, Brayden? Or do you think the Jets hang on to the eighth seed? Um, I think they hang on. You know, they do have a uh, past Canuck, uh, Nate Schmidt on the team, who's been ass. It's actually insane how bad Nate Schmidt has been since he left Vegas. Um, I thought it was just going to be a Vancouver thing. He has not been good in Winnipeg. But they'll hang on, you know. Their shitty goalie's having a good season. Somehow he's getting lucky, and uh, you got to ride the hot hand when you got it. So how about go carry him? Looking at their defense, I don't like it. Looking at their goal streaks, man, I don't know if, you, if you've seen this. Um, but if you look at uh, on Winnipeg, there their top goal scorers. Uh, now, who who will you when you think of their top goal scorers? Who do you think of, Stu? Mark Scheifele, uh, Nikolai Ehlers, and Kyle Connor. Yeah, right. Or Josh Morrissey's leading the way, right? Uh, yeah. So just looking at the numbers here. So in the last month since March, let's go to March third. Uh, Scheifele has four goals. In the last month, uh, Kyle Connor since March 3rd as well. Now he's probably the most consistent one, but even then, since March 3rd, he has three goals, even worse. 
Blake Wheeler, the captain. Remember, this is his comeback year. He was playing well this year. Um, since February 22nd, which is as far as down the score will go, he has one goal. So you're uh, saying the stars aren't producing. We get the point. Yeah, no, like, dude, they can't score right now. Like, Shifley just got moved down to the third line or something. Or he got moved to the wing on the top line. They're playing Ehlers 13 minutes a night, which is not what you do with a player that good. Yeah, Nikolai um, Ehlers should not be playing anything less than 18 minutes. They treat him. Jets management treats Nikolai Ehlers how um, Toronto media wants to treat William Nylander. <laughs> That's right. That's, that's a pretty good analogy. Um, I don't know, though, Tyler. Like, on your question of if you think Winnipeg falls out, I'm going to say no, still just on the fact that the Jets, like, across the whole season have, what, seven more wins than the Flames do? Yeah. The Flames are only here because they have 15 overtime losses. They can't that's catch a break. 15 they can't points win they don't a one-goal game. Well, they have the, that's the NHL record. Like, they set the NHL record seven games ago for the most one-goal games in NHL history. That's on the goaltending, man. Like, Marky's well, been yeah, bad this season. He, did he just get pulled against Anaheim, like, yesterday yeah. or the day before? It's, it's sad. They wrote him too hard, and now he's dealing with shit. But or I agree with you, Mark. I think the Jets will hold on, and they will likely lose in the first round unless Hellebuck um, plays well. Unless, they also, they play Minnesota. Right now, Minnesota's holding on to that one seed. I do not like Minnesota in round one against a team with a hot goalie. If Saros or Hellebuck's your first round opponent, I'll take. Would Kravtsov be back or would he still be out? Who? I assume they're just holding Kaprizov. Or, or yeah, Kaprizov, not Kravtsov. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume Who? they're just Who? holding Kaprizov out until yeah, the playoffs. The wild play like, with Tilly Kravtsov has always come back to the Canucks and all their Russian clients. <laughs> all right. Well, with five minutes to go in the podcast, I do want to go through the first round wins, or not first round wins, first round wants. First round needs. I'm sure a lot of us want some first round wins for some teams, but let's each give three wants out of the first round. For me, as a Leafs fan, it's not even a one. I need one fucking round win. I've been taking a temperature on the Leafs nation. A lot of my friends are Leafs fans. Dude, we don't even want a cup this year. We don't need it. Okay, we're not greedy. Give us one goddamn round win. Let us feel like kings for a day. Let me go through the no round win since 04 jokes. Let me throw in the trash. I want one leaf round win. I want the Penguins to make the playoffs and to make it a good series, not get embarrassed. And my third want is for and Avs stars first round. It's lining up right now. I think those are the two best teams in the West as far as playoff, like built for the playoffs. I'm taking McDavid out of the mix because he's built for everything. But that will be an electric first round. I can't wait for that if that happens. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a great series. Give me My three wants. first round wants. Okay, I'll give you them quick and then I'm cutting early here to uh, attend to some personal needs. Get the lotion. All right, number one. Um, I want to see Buffalo get in there. Sorry, Pittsburgh, get out of here. I want to see Buffalo. Why can't they still make it? Why can't Buffalo I get in see, with oh, Sure, okay, sure. But I just want to see a Buffalo-Boston first round, and I want to see Buffalo take Boston in the seven games. I don't want. I'm not asking for too much. I'm not asking them to be throwing them, but I want seven games out of those two I teams. Mean, I think that'd be electric. electric, rock star as shit. 
Um, that's the number one thing I want. Number two, I want the New York Islanders to win whatever they're in. Because you know what? I want Islanders out because I want Bo Horvat. I want Bo Horvat getting his – I want him getting his playoff series wins. The guy's played in like only two rounds because Canucks suck ass and they wasted 90% of his career. I want him to lead that team to the finals but not to win because I don't like the Islanders that much. Third and final. Uh, I want to see McDavid. Um, this is my need actually. McDavid right now is scheduled to go up against LA. I need McDavid to like win, score on whatever goalie they have, like embarrass Drew Doughty, and then Doughty get mad, and then they make up and kiss at center ice. That's my need. Wearing pride jerseys. Wearing pride jerseys, and then that's the next person that he, uh, McDavid cheats on his girlfriend with is Drew Doughty at center nice. ice. Allegedly, seven. allegedly, we don't want to get sued. Allegedly, but also really uh do it would be hot um i think one of my wants is vegas to lose in the first round uh do you know jack eichel's never played a playoff game and i think it'd be great for him to lose his first series okay why the hate on for eichel i don't know it's gonna be funny it would be funny he clearly tanked the vibes in buffalo and buffalo's now just such a fun team so i'm just i'm cheering for buff i'm I'm gonna i'm like a buffalo sabers fan by extension so i'm gonna cheer against eichel uh, Pittsburgh to make the playoffs, definitely want, but that's, I don't think that's an obvious one. And then I want to see New Jersey, the New Jersey Devils shit stomp the New York Rangers in the first round. Mm, as a Penguins fan, you're way on board with the Devils over the Rangers, eh? I, yeah, 100%. Fuck the Rangers. And also, I'm going to really disagree with Braden's New York Islanders to win a round because I want them to lose a lot really badly too. So I can't believe that we let that go. I think I was just trying to get the podcast rolling, but there's no chance in Sam hell. I'm cheering for the Islanders to do anything. Fuck the Islanders as a Leafs fan, Boston least favorite team Islanders, probably number two. It's a good, it's a good list. Islanders are definitely number one for me though. But I mean, that could be attributed to the fact that they swept us two years in the playoffs. So Buddy, we have five games left in the regular season for these Penguins. I hope they make it. Come on, the boys. playoffs are around the fucking corner. When Thank do they you actually so start? Do you know, like, um, just quickly. Do you know the start date? Oh boy, you're putting me on the spot. I do not know the start <laughs> date. You fucker. Make it up. Um, just the tell last me the game in the regular season is on April 9th, so the playoffs are starting April 12th. They're coming up soon. Listen to the Loose Change podcast. Please rate, review, follow us on all social medias at Pod Loose Change. Thank you so much for listening. Thank Skirt. you. Tell a joke. Buddy, you fucking, you're going to put me on the spot now? Tell a joke. I don't fucking have one. Tell a joke.